Welcome to 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We carry the best of suspenseful old-time radio, from the days when radio was king, when you had to see the story in your mind and use your imagination. The stories here at Roy's Diner were written and acted by the best talents in the business. We hope you enjoy our hand-picked stories and take the time to send us a review for 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner. Our first story tonight, After the Movies. A good story with a surprise ending about a juror who receives a $10,000 bribe, but he's paid off in an unexpected way. In our second story, A Killing in Abilene. Alan Ladd stars in a western saga about a man determined to bring his brother's murderer to trial. We hope you enjoy our stories tonight. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers present... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you After the Movies, a suspense play starring Mr. Ray Milland. I'd been called to jury duty a couple of weeks before all this happened, and it was one of those kind of sensational trials. And the judge told us jurors not to go out in any public places where we might be approached or influenced. So I'd been sticking pretty close to the hotel. So it was a real treat when they said we were free for a couple of days because the witness was sick. Of course, the movies is a public place, but Ann didn't think that would really count, and neither did I. We went to the early show across the street from the hotel and got out about half past nine. I thought she was darling. I didn't care so much for him, though. I didn't think she was too hot, either. Say, what's the difference, really? The first movie I've seen since the trial started. How about some ice cream? We got those little cakes at home. Some ice cream might go nice with them. I don't know if I can go home. You mean this jury thing, you Oh, you're free for a couple of days. Isn't that what they told you? Not going to do any harm for you to sleep home tonight. I suppose not. What kind do you want? What? Ice cream. Chocolate. Come on. How are you this evening, folks? Yeah, Hello. fine, just fine. What can I do for you? About a quart of ice cream, chocolate. Right. Say, how's the trial going? You're on the jury, aren't you? Yeah, but uh, I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh, yeah, I should know better than to ask. Yeah, I bet you we have five, seven jurors a day come in here from the hotel across the street. Hey, you think you've been on this trial a long time? Some people stay on for months. Well... I'll tell you what I think about this Harmon fella. I'm not supposed to let anybody talk to me about it either. Oh, say, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, that'll be 60 cents. Yeah, I got it, Ann. Now, what did I do with my wallet? No. Oh, here. That's 60 out of one. And thank you. Well, I hope now that you know us, you'll trade here sometimes even after the trial's over. My name is Adelson. Well, I'm Mr. Bennig, and this is my wife, Ann. I'm happy to know you. I hope you'll be through with the thing real soon. I hope so, too. Good night. Al. Yeah. Look what I found. What? An envelope on the floor right here. Somebody dropped something, huh? Yeah. It's open, too. I wonder if we should, you know, to find the owner. Say. Hey. Money, bills. Hey, let me see. How much is there, Al? Al? How much, Al? Ten thousand dollars. Huh? Ten thousand? Who dropped ten thousand dollars on the floor of a drugstore? 
In just a moment, Mr. Ray Milland in the first act of After the Movies. Uh, hello there, Harlow Wilcox. Why, it's Santa Claus. That's right. What are you doing here, Santa? Well, I thought you'd like to hear about Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. Your reindeer? No, no. My ignition-engineered Autolite spark plug. On a sleigh? Oh, well, I turned in my sleigh for a sky sedan. And since I replaced my worn-out reindeer... I mean spark plugs with ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs. Why, I've been getting... I know. Smoother performance, fast starts, gas savings. Ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs, you know, are world famous for quality and dependability. Ah, uh, how right you are, Harlow. Now I know what you mean when you say... Ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs are designed by the same Autolite engineers who designed the coil, distributor, and all the other important parts of the complete ignition systems used as original factory equipment on leading makes of America's finest cars. That's why Autolite spark plugs work as a perfect team with your car's ignition system. Well, hang up a big stocking, Harlow. You've been a good boy to tell me about ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs. (laughs) Glad to do it, Santa. And whether you choose the resistor type or the standard type, you'll be right. Because you're always right with Autolite. And now with... After the movies and the performance of Mr. Ray Milland, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. $10,000? You mean the envelope was just laying there on the floor? I almost stepped on it, and then I picked it up, and I saw there was something in it. Al, what should we do? Gee, a thing like this, I... I don't know what to say. If I was you, I'd keep it. That's what I'd do. And uh, since it was in my store... No, no, we couldn't do that. Well, I could. It ain't stealing. You found it. And it was my store you found it in. We better turn it in. Look, if there's a reward, uh, we'll get together on it, won't we? There's some kind of a note in it. A note? Yeah, in with the money. This is your first half as agreed in... No signature. Doesn't make much sense to me. Mm, me either. Hey, hey, where are you going with that money? If anybody comes looking for it, we live on 5th Street, 229. If there's a reward, we'll see you get your share, Mr. Adelson. Come on in. Don't worry, Mr. Adelson. Don't worry? $10,000 is a lot of money. I said there was nothing to worry about but I wasn't feeling quite as breezy as I sounded. $10,000 is an awful lot of money. Anne was still trying to figure it out when we got home. One thing I'd always said about Anne, she had a good mind. Now she remembered the note and she took off from there. Al, it must mean something. It was written to somebody. It must mean something to them. After all, it's $10,000. Let's get on with the ice cream. Look, Annie, if nobody claims it by tomorrow, we'll put an ad in the paper or something. It's not our worry. Yeah. Here, chocolate. We could keep it, couldn't we? I mean, the law says finders keepers. If nobody can prove it's theirs, we can keep it, can't we? Isn't there a law? Well, I guess as far as the law is concerned, we could keep it. Of course, we'd have to give part of it to Mr. Adelson. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Al. That money belongs to somebody. All right. If they claim it, all right. If they don't, well, all right. Why worry about it? It belongs to whoever that note was written to. Uh Uh-huh. Now, listen, listen. 
This is your first half as agreed in the E.H. business. But if they are not hung up when the time comes, don't expect to get the rest or stay healthy very long. No signature. No signature. Al, that last part about staying healthy, that's a threat. That's what it is. Threat? Well, yeah, it could be. The man who's giving the money is threatening the man who's getting it, that if he doesn't... Doesn't what? Al, don't be so dense. Help me a little. Doesn't do what they're paying him to do. It's a bribe. Don't you see, Al? This money is a bribe. A bribe? Hey, that's right, Annie. You could be right at that. Well, now we're getting somewhere. All right, a bribe. And it has something to do with something being hung up. If they are not hung up when the time comes, it says. What could be hung up that's so important to anybody? Jury. That's it, a jury that can't reach a verdict. Al, I'll bet that's it. Somebody is trying to bribe somebody on a jury to... To what? Al, those initials, E.H., Edward Harmon, the name of the man that's on trial... The jury that you're on. Gee, I don't know, Anne. They all seem like such nice, decent people. Yeah, but listen, listen. This is your first half, the $10,000, as agreed in the E.H., that is the Edward Harmon business. But if they are not hung up as a jury, don't expect to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense, Annie. Now... Now, we've got to call the police. Police? Well, sure. We've got to report it right away. Well, maybe I should give it to the district attorney in the morning. No, don't you see, Al? You're on that jury. Why, if we delay telling them for even a, an hour, they may think you've got something to hide. No, I think I'd better wait till the morning. If you don't phone them, I will right away now. Well, I hope you're right. I hope this is the right thing to do. My name is uh, Albert H. Benig. That's right. I live at 229 Fifth Street. Yeah. I want to report something to you. There's a drugstore on the corner across the street from the courthouse, and my wife and I were in there earlier this evening, and my wife found something. Yeah. Well, on the floor. It was an envelope with $10,000 in it and a note. And we think it has something to do with the Edward Harmon trial. Yeah. No, just my wife. Yeah, she's sitting right here with me. Yeah, that's what I think. You'd be doing me a great favor if you'd... Yes, we'll wait right here. We'll be expecting you. What did they say? They said they'd send somebody up just as soon as they could. Well, weren't they excited about it? Didn't they say anything? Well, Anne, I guess with people like that, these things are just sort of routine. be them now, Al. I'll go. I must say, they took their time about it. Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Come in. Thanks. You're Mr. Bennig, Albert H. Bennig? That's right. This is my wife. How do you do? No, how do you do? I... I sort of expected to see someone in uniform. I should have known, I suppose. Uniform? Yes, you gentlemen are from the police, aren't you? Uh, no. No, we're not. Oh? You expecting the police, lady? Yes, we were. Better not take too much time, Johnny. I think you people got something that belongs to us. Something you found in the drugstore in the corner. Oh. We lost it there. Druggist told us you had it. 
Well, we did find something, yes. Ten grand. And five hundred in a white envelope. Well, I guess it's theirs all right, Ann. Yes, but... But what? Well, I'm sure it's yours, but there was something else, too. We better just give it to him, man. The note. I always said that was foolish. There was a note. Yes. Did you read it? We glanced through it, of course. We thought it might tell us who the money belonged to. And it did, didn't it? No. Oh, no. Come on, lady. Now, wait a minute. This is a gun, man. <laughs> The note told you that the dough was to buy off somebody on the jury of the Harmon trial, didn't it? You talk too much, Johnny. Come on, let's get out of here. What's the difference? Use your head. All right, what about it, Mrs. Benning? How did you know it was in the note? We got to know these things. We work for Mr. Harmon. We know you're on the jury, too, Mr. Benning. Al. Where are you from, Mrs. Benning? I mean, where do you folks live? What part of the country? Why... Washington, Spokane, Washington. All right. Mr. Benny, you go on down that trial tomorrow. Just don't nothing had happened. Anybody asks you about your wife, you tell them she's gone on a little visit to her folks in Spokane. Visit to my folks? The case will go to the jury on Friday. If everything goes like it should, your wife will be back here safe and sound first thing Monday morning. Oh, good Lord. But you... Can't do a thing like this. You can't. Be reasonable, Mrs. Bennick. We gotta. You people know too much about this thing. Well, we wouldn't say anything. I promise. I swear it. Now, how can we take a chance like that? Armin is up for murder. Better get your things together, Mrs. Bennick. Go with us, Sam. We ain't got all night, though. I'll take the money, Mr. Bennick, before I forget it. Thanks. I hope you understand our position. What are you gonna do? Well, obviously, the money went to the wrong party. So we got to use another method. If everything goes like it should on that jury, your wife will be okay. But if it doesn't... You can't. You can't do that. Oh, but we can. Saves us a lot of money, too. And, Mr. Bennig, not a word to the authorities. Your wife would make a cute corpse. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Ray Milland in After the Movies. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Hey, Santa Claus, no kidding. Did you really name your Autolite spark plugs after your reindeer? I certainly did, Arlo. How come? Well, for one thing... Those reindeer were always unexcelled for fast starts, smooth performance, and gas savings. And so are those ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs. Uh, they sure are, Harlow. And, of course, those reindeer are famous as a perfect team, just as ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs are famous for working as a perfect team with your car's ignition system. Because, you see, they're designed by the same Autolite engineers who designed the complete ignition systems used as original factory equipment on many leading makes of America's finest cars. Well, that's why you say they're ignition-engineered, eh, Harlow? Sure, Santa. So, folks, see your friendly Autolite spark plug dealer and have him replace worn-out spark plugs with ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs. And whether you choose the standard type or the resistor type, remember, you're always right with Autolite. And now Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Ray Milland in Elliot Lewis's production of 
After the Movies, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. After they left, I just sat there. Maybe another guy would have rushed right off and done something. But I couldn't. I had to think. It had all happened so suddenly, in less than an hour, the whole thing. And picking up the money on the floor at the drugstore and then figuring out from the note that it was a bribe to someone on the jury of the Harmon trial. The jury I was on. And those gangsters arriving and claiming the money and taking Anne as a hostage for my verdict. The police hadn't arrived. I left home, sneaked out the back way, took the side streets, and went to the office of the chief of detectives. So you came down here. What are we sitting here for? Why don't we do something? Well, we got to know what we're doing before we start doing it. Anyway, from what you told me, I don't think she'll be in any real danger. No real danger? She's been kidnapped by gangsters. But why? That's what doesn't make sense to me yet. I told you, the money was some kind of a bribe. They thought we knew about it. But you didn't. How could we? Ann just picked up the money off the floor and... They said that they'd have her back by Monday? That's what they said. You can believe them if you want to, but she's my wife. Okay, okay. Um, what do these two cookies look like? I don't know. Average size, dark, I think. I, I, I don't remember what they look like. Did you catch their name? I didn't ask them. <laughs> You're not going to be much help for a while, are you? Okay, it's all right. Um, by the way, my name's Dan. Oh, oh. Mine's Al. You'll probably be seeing quite a lot of me in the next day or two, so we might as well get acquainted. And, uh... Al. Yeah. Take it easy. We'll find your wife. His being friendly like that made me feel a lot better. But we still weren't doing anything. First, to get out a lot of pictures, and I had to go through all those. But of course, I couldn't recognize anybody, and then he started making phone calls. That didn't make much sense to me either. Except that he figured they might have a stolen car, and he was trying to check on it. Finally, he called a police car and we drove back toward the courthouse. It was 12 o'clock, but Mr. Adelson hadn't left the store. He was anxious enough to talk, but it didn't look as though he was going to get us any place. I tell you, Lieutenant, it was right there on the floor. Right there. Yeah, but when you talked to these two men... Oh, yes. Well, I talked to them. Uh, the one, that is. And he said he'd lost an envelope, he thought, in my store. And yeah. I said, yes, we'd found it, and Mr. Bennick had it. So you talked to him. What did yeah. they look like? Well, now, how can I know what they looked like when they called me on the telephone? Okay. I guess that's all, Mr. Adelson. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. I, I wish I could help that's you. That's perfectly all right. If there's anything else... That you we'll think... call you. Hey, hey, Mr. Bennick. Yeah? Did you tell him about the note? Note? Yeah, the note that was in with the money. So there was a note? Sure. In with the money. Wasn't it, Mr. Bennick? Well, what about it, Al? Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I forgot... drove back to Fifth Street and parked in front of our apartment. Dan didn't say a word until we got into the elevator. And then he spoke to the elevator boy, not to me. You take Mrs. Bennig and a couple of men down tonight about 10.30. Yeah, that's right. Police? Mm-hmm. What'd they look like? Well, I couldn't really tell you. They had their hats pulled down, sort of. One was tall and the other was short. That's about all I noticed. Oh... Wait a minute. Yeah? The tall one had kind of a limp. He had a cane. A limp, huh? You hear any names? Yeah, and now that you speak of it, the short one called the tall one Johnny. 
funny. I didn't think of it. A tall one and a short one, and the tall one's name was Johnny, and he had a limp. But that breaks the case wide open, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see that you get a citation. We got off at my floor, and I opened up the apartment, and we went in. And he still didn't say anything. He prowled around the apartment, poking into bureaus and closets, but not saying a word. Then he came out in the living room and sat down in the big armchair and looked straight at me. All right, Al. What about the note? Well, I, I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't think it was important. You're not sore, are you? Me? What have I got to be sore about it? Your wife. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. Now, what about the note? Well, all it said was something like, this is the first half as we agreed and no signature. Have you got it? No. They took it when they took the money. And you couldn't remember that one was a tall guy and the other was a short guy and that the tall guy's name was Johnny. But I was all upset. I didn't even know if I heard his name. Are you trying to protect her, Al? No, no. I've told you everything I can. <sighs> okay, forget it. And let's see. A bribe. That means that somebody wants something or is on the spot. The fix will be on by Monday, they say. Now, who is there in this town that employs gunsels that would have a deal with that much dough set for next Monday? Oh, there could be a million deals like that. Quiet, let me think a minute, will you? Johnny, a cane, a short guy. It's on the tip of my tongue. And it wasn't so long ago, either. Sure, sure, why didn't I think of it? Think of what? Bill Quinlan, the defense lawyer in the Harmon case. Those are his boys. Had him up a dozen times. He always comes and gets him off. The Harmon trial? Yeah, this Harmon is up on a murder rap. A bank robbery, a guard was killed. His lawyer's Bill Quinlan. Quinlan's bribed more juries than I got hairs on my head, if you could ever prove it. Get a couple of hung juries and they let you off the hook. He's pulled it plenty of times. Well, isn't that a little far-fetched? Yeah, it's like I say, Al. It's all we've got. I'll have the boys check the jury list anyway. Where's your phone? In there. Uh, Dan. Yeah? Dan, uh, I'm on that jury. Oh, what? Well, don't you see? If I opened my mouth, they'd kill her. They told me so. So that's it. I didn't dare tell you, Dan. I hoped you'd find her Why, without... Why, you long-legged, thick-headed idiot. Don't you think I've been in this business long enough to know it a little better than you do? Don't you think I know how to give people protection when I have to? Do you think we go around trying to get people killed? Do you know any more that you haven't told me? No. You know who the juror is they're trying to bribe? Nope. Yeah, okay. At least now we know where to start looking. Dan. Yeah? You're not sore at me, are you? Me? No. What have I got to be sore about? We knew where to start looking, but it wasn't as easy as that. I was still on the jury, of course, and they didn't dare make a move against Harmon because of Anne. The case went to the jury Friday, and there was still no word of her. And, of course, I had to vote not guilty. They understood that. But as it turned out, the vote was eight to four, so it didn't really matter. With a hung jury, Harmon was scheduled for a new trial anyway. By now, it was Monday, the day Anne was supposed to return. But there was no word. What if they'd found out the police knew I was on the jury? It was nearly midnight when Dan came to the apartment. He looked as though he hadn't slept for three days. I hadn't either. He told me to come along with him. He didn't say much until we were way down on Avenue C in the Lower East Side. Don't let it get out, fella, but I think we're going to come out all right. When'd you find out? About an hour ago. We trailed Harmon. That's why he got bail. Dan. 
Don't kid me. Are you sure that she's... As sure as we can be. We know where they are. She'll be there. Now, that's the place, third house down. Ellis, you and Wilson stake out the back. Farley, Edwards, take the front. I'm going in. All right, get going. Dan. Yeah? I want to go with you. Oh, you stay in the car. I'm going with you. Okay, come on. Now, let's go. Now, there's a light in the front. They may give us a little reception now. They wouldn't do anything to her. Would they, Dan? I'll try the door. Yeah, it's locked. Can we bust it open? I got a skeleton. All right, close it behind you so the street light won't show us up. Okay. They're coming. Now, those are my boys. Let's try in here. I don't think anybody's around. Mm-hmm. Come on. Maybe they took us someplace else. Shh. Quiet. No, Al. You better stay out. Why? What is it? What is it? It's her, Al. Your wife. She is dead. She was dead. And the next day there was the funeral. A lot of friends came around and shook hands and looked at me sad. And I stood by where she was lying with all the flowers around her. This wasn't the way it was supposed to work out. Dan came too. For a long time he stood there, looking at her and my friends and me. You called them, didn't you? I called them, yeah. You called them and she thought you were calling the police. That's why the police never showed up. I called them. She was so insistent I had to call somebody. I didn't think they'd take her away. I thought they'd just take the money and leave, forget the whole thing. But they took her, too. What about the money? The money they paid me for the trial? Mm, The money for the trial, the $10,000. I told you. They took it. They took the money and and they took her. All except $500. I kept that in my pocket. They didn't get that. That's what I paid for the funeral with. I know. We had the numbers of the bills when we picked them up later last night. They had it all except $500. That's what brought me back to you. It's funny. I did it for her. To buy her nice things. And all I bought her was a funeral. Say goodbye, Al. You'll have to come with me. Suspense, presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Ray Milland. 
At my workshop, we make toys for all the little girls and boys. We work hard to make them right, make them perfect, like Autolite. You said it, Santa. Autolite makes more than 400 products for cars, trucks, planes, and boats in 28 plants from coast to coast. These include complete ignition systems used as original factory equipment on many makes of America's finest cars. Generators, coils, distributors, voltage regulators, wire and cable, starting motors, all engineered to fit together perfectly, work together perfectly, because they're a perfect team. So, friends, don't accept electrical parts supposed to be as good. Ask for and insist on original factory parts at your neighborhood service station, car dealer, garage, or repair shop. And because all Autolite parts are original factory parts, you can be sure you're right, because you're always right with Autolite. Next week on Suspense, Mr. Alan Ladd as star of A Killing in Abilene. And in weeks to come, you will hear such famous stars as Dennis Day, Cornell Wilde, and Ginger Rogers all appearing in tales well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morawieck and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Parts of this program were transcribed. After the Movies was written for Suspense by Jack Finney and was adapted by Robert L. Richards and David Ellis. Ray Milland appeared by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor picture King Solomon's Mines with Deborah Carr, Stuart Granger, and Richard Carlson. And remember, next week on Suspense, Mr. Alan Ladd in A Killing in Abilene. You can buy world-famous Autolite resistor-type or standard-type spark plugs, Autolite safe batteries, Autolite electrical parts, and your neighborhood Autolite dealers. Switch to Autolite. Good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special, limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001stories at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
Autolite and its 96,000 dealers present Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you A Killing in Abilene, a suspense play starring Mr. Alan Ladd. hard for 300 miles to find the man who killed my brother. I'd come down out of the Snake Range that morning, followed the river trail through the canyon, and that afternoon had found Pleasant Valley. A handful of buildings, desolate and huddled in the cold shadows of the mountains around. Tall, dark. No man appeared as I rode through the town. Only a dog challenged, and he from a safe distance. Then it was quiet. About a quarter of a mile beyond an easy rise, I saw what had happened to the people of the town. There were maybe 60 or 70 standing in a circle. And as I got closer, I, I saw they were gathered around two men. Two men who were digging. You stay put, horse. was a look on the faces of the people standing there. Even the kids peeking from behind skirts and trouser legs. And it was something I'd seen before. It wasn't a good look. It was the look some people had had two years before in Abilene. When we discovered my brother's body. In just a moment, Mr. Alan Ladd in the first act of A Killing in Abilene. Hi, Harlow. What do you got there? Christmas present, Hap. You got one already? Yes, sir. And it's an Autolite Stay Full battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Why, my car will really cut a caper over this capable Christmas cheer. You believe in giving your car some holiday spirit, too, eh, Harlow? I sure do, Hap. And because the Autolite Stay Full battery has over three times the liquid protection of batteries without Stay Full features... It helps eliminate one of the greatest causes of battery failure. And that's mighty important to the spirit of every car owner. And your gift will last a long, long time, too, Harlow. Right you are, because the Autolite Stay Full battery gives longer life. 70% longer life, in fact. As proved by tests conducted according to SAE minimum life cycle standards. A wise selection, Harlow. Yes, friends, for quick, dependable starting, treat your car to an Autolite Stay Full battery. The battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. See your neighborhood Autolite battery dealer. And remember, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with the killing in Abilene and the performance of Mr. Alan Ladd, Autolite answers many requests in bringing you a story of the Old West, hoping once again to keep you in... Suspense! What's the matter? I hit something. Wait. Better go slow. Dig around this side. Here, I I can't do it anymore. One of you boys take over. I'll do it, Jim. Somebody's got to. 
It's him, all right. I've seen his shirt. You were right then, Dan. Jake? Jake Garvey? You're a sheriff. Better come take a look. Yeah. That's him. That's Fred Costin, all right. pushed in a little closer to the pit and waited there until the job was finished. Then they noticed me. What are you doing here, stranger? Where are you from? You're the sheriff? That's right. Jake Garvey. Man is my name, from Abilene. So? I'm looking for a man in these parts. Calls himself Lee Burridge. Who did he say, sheriff? He said Lee Burridge, Ben. You tell him we'll take care of him. What do you want him for? What's it matter what he wants him for? We know what we want him for. Come on. Now, there ain't going to be no trouble. I'm the law in Pleasant Valley. I'll say what we do. We elected you, Sheriff Jake. We cannot elect you. Like Ben said, it was Burridge killed him, and you know it. I've got to talk to you about Burridge, Sheriff. It's important. All right. My office back at the meeting house. We don't need no talk about Burridge. We need to do something about the ugly son. Come down, boys. Let's get on back to town. We'll take her as she comes. boys want to know why you're here. So do I. We don't like strangers. What do you want with Lee Burridge? I had a brother. Killed out in Abilene. Burridge did it. Oh? And another one drove hard into the railroad. Burridge got drunk and killed my brother. Buried him same as here. We found this pouch near the grave. His name burned into it. It's taken me two years to find him. Now I want to talk to him about it. The boys are pretty sure he killed Fred Costin, too. So am I now. Maybe so. Fred Costin isn't my business. My brother is. And I want to see his killer back in Abilene standing trial. I made a promise I'd bring him back. That there'd be no more killing. We didn't know your brother, but we knew Fred and we liked him. You can help take care of Burridge here if you have a mind to. Try him here, you mean? On both charges? No need for that. Now, what do you mean, take care of him? How did he kill your brother? His head was beat in. He was beat to death. Yeah, same as he did to Fred. Man who'd do a thing like that don't need no trial. Not for you, maybe. But there'll be no more killing in my family. We'll give him a fair trial here in Abilene. But a fair trial. If Burridge done these killings, he's going to pay for it here. I don't go for lynching. We don't call it lynching when we hang a man for murder. If you don't like it, go on back to Abilene. Maybe I'll do that. When I take Lee Burridge out for trial. I don't know what you're trying to do. I suspect it's get Burridge out of town. If I'm right, you're heading into a lot of trouble. Let's go get him, Ben. One of you boys gonna direct me to where Lee Burridge lives? We could. We felt inclined. What do you want with him? Just want to talk. Anybody got objections? Yeah. Who are you? Ben Chaffee. 
There ain't gonna be no talking. He's done what he's done. He's gonna pay for it. Ain't nobody gonna stand in the way. It's time you was riding out of here. And if I don't? Then I'll help you. Climb off, Ben. We don't need no private wars here. Uh, what does he have? Come on, boy. <laughs> turned away from me and moved into the sheriff's office, leaving me alone to walk down the strangely quiet street. Towards the hills, the thunderhead was beginning to gather, moving in slowly. Near the end of the street, two men were building a coffin in front of a small house. Is this where I'll find Mrs. Carson? Why do you have to come meddling around here at a time like this? Can't you leave a widow for a sorrow? Because he's a stranger, Bob boy. Strangers don't have no time for other people's sorrow. Maybe you're right, old timer. Maybe they got too many themselves. Yes? I'd like to talk to you, ma'am. Could I come in? Can't you see this house is in mourning? Ma'am, I know how you feel. How can you know what I feel? I had a brother once. Killed by this man, Burge. Oh. I'd like you to help me. It was two years ago my brother was killed. His wife would like the killer brought back to Abilene for trial. I'd like you to speak to your friends and let me take him away. He didn't give my friend a chance before he killed him. He's a cruel, ugly man. He's a killing man. You can see it in his eyes. I understand how that woman feels. I feel the same way. I want him killed, too. But here, where I can watch... Will you tell me where he lives? Don't tell him nothing, Mrs. Carson. You'll go warn him off. Let him go if he wants. I say a man's got one life to live and he's got a right to lose it any dang way pleases him. I'll tell you where you can find Lee Burridge. A few miles outside of town where the canyon spread, I saw his hut. Set against a fire-blackened hill. There was no growing thing in the rocky ground except one sick twist of tree. Stunted limbs reaching out empty, waiting. Hold it. Easy, horse. Easy. Draw your gun down, you. Or I won't miss with the next one. Lee Burge? Draw it down. I'm Jeff Mander. Is my brother Seth you killed in Abilene? That's who you are. You've caused me enough trouble. Get out of here. They'll give you a fair trial there. Stay here and you're going to be lynched for Fred Costin's killing. Don't come no closer. Nobody's going to lynch me while I got this. Listen to me. I don't hold no love for you. I shouldn't care what happens to you. But it took me two years to find you, now I'm taking you out. Don't come no closer. Put up your gun. I'm warning you. Put up your gun. I knew he was shooting to miss. But I didn't know what would happen if I moved closer. So I got out of his canyon. It 
clouding over heavy when I rode into town again. Maybe an hour, hour and a half after I'd left the sheriff's office. The streets were still empty. But in a couple of the houses, I saw curtains moving windows and shadows duck away as I looked at them. I wondered if the old man had told them I'd gone to see Birch. And if they knew what they planned doing about it. Timer? Yeah. See, you had to talk with Burridge. You see. You ain't wearing a gun. You get the drop on you? Yeah. Surprised he didn't kill you. So was I. Did you tell him I'd gone there? Yeah. What'd they say? They said if you get Burridge first, they'd get you. They said you should go back where you came from while you still can. I will after I settle with Burridge. Where's the sheriff? I went off with the boys. After Burge? Yep. They're going to wait till dark. Then they're going to stream up. Why are they going to wait till dark? I want to be with them. I thought you didn't like lynchings. I don't, but I want to be there. Well, I was told if you come back to town, you'd have to be with them. Don't make me use this, son. Just turn around and we'll join the rest of them. All right. I'd suggest you stop your talking about Lee Burridge. From what I overheard, you're close to sharing a rope with him. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Alan Ladd in A Killing in Abilene. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Eight shopping days till Christmas. Oh, that doesn't bother me, Hap. I'm giving everybody an Autolite Stay Full battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Even folks without cars? Well, sure. Why should they be denied the pleasure of having that fine, fit, faithful friend that gives 70% longer life? Says who, Harlow? Why, everyone knows the Autolite Stay Full battery gives 70% longer life, and this is proven by tests conducted according to SAE minimum life cycle standards. Sounds mighty powerful. It sure does, and it's because every positive plate in an Autolite Stay Full battery is protected by a fiberglass retaining mat to help reduce shedding and flaking and keep the power-producing materials in place. Go on, Harlow, go on. Well, friends, this Christmas, present your car with a famous Autolite Stay Full battery, a battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. See your neighborhood Autolite battery dealer tomorrow, and remember, you're always right with Autolite. And now Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Alan Ladd in Elliot Lewis's production of The Killing in Abilene, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. We rode out of Pleasant Valley, the old man and me. We rode fast without speaking as we scattered herds of cattle on the lower rangeland. Rolling in from the east, the black clouds smothered the mountaintops. The old man still held the gun on me. No use winning the horses. Won't be dark for a couple hours yet. Lynching parties get their guts after dark. How come you went with them? Waiting for you. I 
I thought you'd be around. Besides, I seen the lynching once. Too much trouble. Yeah. You still figuring to take Burridge with you to Abilene? I can try. Ain't that going to be a mighty daring without a shooting iron? Might be. I'm surprised after two years looking for him, you didn't shoot him when you found him. That's not what I come for. Why not? Killed your brother. I uh, made a promise to somebody. Uh, his wife? Yeah. Mine, too. What was it between Costin and Burge? Well, I don't know. Nobody's seen much of Burge in the past couple of years, ever since Ben told us about how he was a killer. Ugly man. Just ugly mean. You said Ben told all of you Burge was a killer? Yeah. Yes, your brother he killed. That right? That's right. And now because of him, you might get killed. But why? They think you made it up about your brother. They think you're trying to take Burridge away. Do you? Well, I haven't decided yet. Eh, we poured the stream here. Well, watch your footing. I haven't seen you yet. You still got time to get out. You let me go? No, no. I've come this far. I'll finish it. Well, I always said a man's got one life, and he's got a right to lose it any dang way pleases him. Hello, Chef. You left Pleasant Valley. We decided he ought to come with us where we can watch him. You decided, Ben. What do you say, mister? I'll tell you what he says, Sheriff. He says he wants Burridge one way or the other. Yes, to join. That's what he says. Get off of the horse, mister. All right. Now say that lie to me and I'll make you choke on it. I want Burge as bad as the rest of you. I'd prefer him to stand trial. That's the difference. But I want this lynching if we can avoid it. Well, you... Take your hand off your gun, Ben. He ain't armed. Take it easy, Ben. We decided what to do. You're here because I want you here. Burge killed Fred Costin in a fight. Now we're going to settle it. Burge kills easy. I've seen him do it once before. He's not going to do it again. You saw him kill my brother? I, um... I thought you didn't believe me. I saw it. You need more of a trial than that? I looked at the faces. Angry, filled with hate. And I thought of the ugly man up in the canyon in the broken-down shack. I wondered if he knew what was waiting for him a mile or so away. It was quiet then. Storm clouds are quickening the end of the day. The party became shadows sitting nervously or smoking. Two of the men had some whiskey and were building their courage for the night's work. 
nearly dark. Uh, I didn't think you'd come. I had to. All the way? My Fred's dead. So was my brother. My Fred was a good man. Never hit me, but he was a dark man with drink. Like those two. What was it between Burge and him? We lost some chickens. Fred said that man stole them. When he came to town for supplies, Fred and him got to fighting. That man hated him and beat him. Fred was terrible hurt. Afterwards, everybody laughed and made jokes. They laughed at their friend? Oh, it was man laughing, no harm, but to a dark man like Fred, it was bad. He swore to get even. That was last Saturday. He went in to drink. And didn't come back. We all thought he rode out someplace for shame. Why do you think birds killed him? They were all talking about it. Who was? All the men, Saturday night. They said Fred and that man were arguing. Who heard them? Ben did. When Fred didn't come back, we all knew that man had killed him. He did, and he's going to pay for it. Who found the grave, ma'am? Ben did. I'm sorry for your brother's wife. But it's got to be this way. Just like the holy book says. An eye for an eye. Let's go, boys. It's time to ride. We rode to the widening of the canyon, dismounted, and went the rest of the way to the hut on foot. We took one horse with us. He's there, all right. There's a light inside. Hold up, boys. Bob, huh? you, Jim, and Needle, come with me. Right, sir. We'll bring him out. The rest of you stay here. What's the idea? You're too quick tonight, Ben, and given too many orders. You stay. Still trying to get him away, son? I might. <laughs> You're like an engine I knew once. Had to shoot him five times before he knew he was dead. go, son. You can't stop him now. i got to talk to him before they do. He didn't do it. Now I know it. Wait a minute. Take my gun. Thanks. The flames and the shadows flicked over the ugly man's face. The rope was around his neck. He knew he was going to die. But as I came near him, I could see in the light there was no fear in his eyes, only hate. He lifted onto a horse. 
The rope was tightened. He was ready to be lynched. Then he saw me. One request, Sheriff. What, Burridge? Let me talk to him a minute. The stranger here? For a minute. No more talking. Kick that horse out from under him. No, don't, Bob. Not yet. Let him talk. Why do you think I killed your brother? They're trying to get away with something, Jake. Shut up, Ben. Let them have their say. Why? We found your pouch near my brother's grave. Your name on it. And tonight, Ben told me he saw you do it. I didn't. I wasn't with Ben that night. Ben wanted to drink, and I didn't. He left me. Took my pouch with him. What does it matter about his brother? It's Fred Costin we're hanging him for. I didn't kill Fred Costin either. Listen, mister, I didn't kill your brother. He's talked enough. He killed Fred Costin. I told you that. What about it, Burge? I didn't kill Fred Costin. He's a lying skunk. Let's get it over with. I say let him talk. Where'd you get that gun, mister? How did you know where Fred was buried, Ben? How did you know where Fred was buried? Mrs. Costin says you found the grave. How'd you know where it was? Answer him, Ben. You told me where it was, Ben. I... I saw him burying poor Fred. That's how I knew. If you saw the burial, why didn't you stop Burge then? It wasn't none of my business. But it is now. What made you change your mind so fast? Stay away from that horse, Ben. Get up, get up, get up. Cut him down. You, Bob, cut him down. Uh, I think you'll be coming back to Abilene with me, Ben. You think so? You all right, son? Yeah. Birds? He live. Rest easy, son. You done a good job. But you ain't gonna keep your promise about your brother's killer. There's no sense taking Ben Chaffee back to Abilene. We'll bury him here. Presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Alan Ladd. Next week on Suspense, Mr. Dennis Day, a star of Christmas for Carol. And in weeks to come, you will hear such famous stars as Cornell Wilde, Ezio Pinza, and Ginger Rogers, all appearing in tales well calculated to keep you in Suspense. 